It's time for Rick Party's Notebook, news from around the world and in our communities from my perspective. Last night was the final presidential debate. Joe Biden and President Trump, they both had six two-minute segments with one caveat. There was a mute button. And the moderator was MSNBC's Kristen Welker. Uh, she did a pretty good job, i got to admit. And uh, Trump took the time to acknowledge that. Taken away, you have two minutes uninterrupted. Sure. And by the way, so far, I respect very much the way you're handling this. I have to say. By the way. I mean, they talked about everything from health care to systemic racism to unemployment. They talked about uh, COVID in America, how they handle this as leaders if they were elected as well as minimum wage. I believe minimum wage is around seven, eight dollars. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. And they were talking about raising it to fifteen dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour. Wow. That reminds me when I was making an hourly wage 30 something years ago. And that was probably two to three dollars an hour I was making. Which means that if minimum wage is seven dollars or eight, give or take. That's only a four to five dollar difference in 30 years, an hour. That's ridiculous. And they're crying over $15 an hour. Hell, I should have made 15 or 25 back in the day. People work hard to make this country run and businesses flourish. Well, the candidates were both asked that question about raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Biden was for it. Trump was against it. Take a listen. I want to talk about the minimum wage, gentlemen. Mr. Yeah. Vice President, we are talking a lot about struggling small businesses yes. and business owners these days. Do you think this is the right time to ask them to raise the minimum wage? You, of course, support a $15 federal minimum I wage. I do, because I think one of the things we're going to have to do is we're going to have to bail them out, too. We should be bailing them out now, those small businesses. You got one in six of them going under. They're not going to be able to make it back. They passed a, pre a, a package that allows us to be able to call PPP. Money is supposed to go to help them do everything from organize how they can deal with their businesses being open safely. Here's what Trump had to say. By raising the minimum wage, that's not helping. Uh, I think it should be a state option. Alabama is different than New York. New York is different from Vermont. Every state is different. It should be a state you, option. You said very we recently. Have to help. It's very important. We have to help our small businesses. You, you How said, are you helping your small businesses when you're forcing wages? What's going to happen and what's been proven to happen is when you do that, these small businesses fire many of their employees. You said very Not recently true, you would consider raising the federal minimum wage to $15 Say an it. hour. You said recently you would consider raising the federal minimum wage to $15 I, an I really hour. Is like, that still the case? And I would consider it. And to an extent, he consider raising minimum wage from seven, eight dollars to fifteen dollars to an extent. I mean, I'm looking at the television like and I, and I get I get it. I, I'm a small business owner as well. And I employ people. But but here's the thing. The people on the other end of the small businesses, they make it run. Right. So you're so concerned about the small business owner. But again, you forget about the people. I can I can almost say ninety nine point ninety nine 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 percent of the people don't have a small business and they're not thinking about small businesses. They should, but they don't. I think the bigger conversation should be about so many people have been furloughed, laid off, fired. People don't have jobs. Right. So when people don't have jobs, guess what happens? They lose everything. Can't pay the car note, can't pay the rent, can't pay the mortgage, can't pay their health insurance. And when people can't pay their health insurance, what normally happens? 
They get sick. And oftentimes people die. And now that the Trump administration is moving Amy Coney Barrett forward into the Supreme Court, they have a goal to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. But the big question is, why haven't you done it now? You've been in office. Take a listen to this. First of all, I've already done something that nobody thought was possible. Through the legislature, I terminated the individual mandate. That is the worst part of Obamacare, as we call it. The individual mandate where you have to pay a fortune for the privilege of not having to pay for bad health insurance. I terminated. It's gone. Now it's in court because Obamacare is no good. But then I made a decision. Run it as well as you can to my people, great people. Run it as well as you can. I could have gone the other route and made everybody very unhappy. They ran it. Uh, premiums are down. Everything's down. Here's the problem. No matter how well you run it, it's no good. What we'd like to do is terminate it. We have the individual mandate done. I don't know that it's going to work. If we don't win, we will have to run it and we'll have Obamacare, but it'll be better run. But it no longer is Obamacare because without the individual mandate, it's much different. Did you hear what the president of the United States just said to you? He said, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to work. That means he doesn't have a plan. See, what's really happening here, he just wants to get rid of it, right? So that it's not even connected to Obama. That's what this is all about. But listen again for yourselves when he says, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know that it's going to work. If we don't win, we will have to run it and we'll have Obamacare, but it'll be better run. So then it was Joe Biden's turn to eloquently articulate what he do with health care. Uh, but before I get to that, Trump went on a little longer and Kristen Welker actually did cut his mic. If you listen closely, you'll hear Trump now on a distant mic. Okay, Let Vice President Biden, yes, this is for you. Your health care plan calls for building on Obamacare. So my question is, what is your plan if the law is ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court? You have two minutes uninterrupted. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare with a public option. It'll become Biden care. Skirt. Wait, <laughs> did he just say Biden, Biden care? So give you an option to do Biden care or Obamacare. Continue. The public option is an option that says that if you, in fact, do not have the wherewithal to be, if you qualify for Medicaid and you do not have the wherewithal in your state to get Medicaid, you automatically are enrolled, providing competition for insurance companies. That's what's going to happen. Secondly, we're going to make sure we reduce the premiums and reduce drug prices by making sure that there's competition that doesn't exist now by allowing the Medicare to negotiate drug prices with the insurance companies. Thirdly, the idea that I want to eliminate private insurance, the reason why I had such a fight for, with 20 candidates for the nomination was I support private insurance. That's why I didn't, not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. Lastly, we're going to make sure we're in a situation that we actually protect pre-existing. There's no way he can protect pre-existing conditions. None. Zero. You can't do it in the ether. Did Joe Biden just say ether? Y'all know I got to play a little smidgen of Nas. You trying to get brolic? Ask me if I'm trying to kick knowledge. Nah, I'm trying to kick this you need to learn though. That ether, that to make your soul burn slow. Wait, wait, let me just break away for one second. Let me put Joe Biden's voice in there. You trying to get brolic? Ask me if I'm trying to kick knowledge. Nah, I'm trying to kick this. 
you need to learn though that ether to make your soul burn slow that ether to make your soul burn slow <laughs> i had to do it okay so let's continue with joe biden talking about health care and how president trump says what he wants to do but he hadn't done anything yet he's been talking about this for a long time there is no he's never come up with a plan i guess we're going to get the pre-existing condition plan the same time we get the infrastructure plan that we've been waiting for since 17 18 19 and 20. the fact i still have a, little, a few more minutes i know you're getting anxious well joe i had to mute your mic for a second because i got to continue on so Kristen welker um brought up the fact that there's been a COVID spike in boston so schools have been shut down so what do you do? Do you keep the schools open? Do you shut them down? Here the candidates speaking on that. I want to open the schools. Uh, the transmittal rate to the teachers is uh, very small, but I want to open the schools. We have to open our country. We're not going to have a country. You can't do this. We can't keep this country closed. This is a massive country with a massive economy. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. There's abuse, tremendous abuse. We have to open our country. You know, I've said it often, the cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. And that's what's happening. And he wants to close down, he'll close down the country if one person in our, in our massive bureaucracy says we should close it down. Vice President Biden, your Simply response. Simply not true. We ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We ought to be able to safely open but would they need resources to open? You need to be able to, for example, if you're going to open a business, have social distancing within the business. You need to have, if you have a restaurant, you need to have plexiglass dividers so people cannot infect one another. You need to be in a position where you can take testing rapidly and know whether a person is in fact infected. You need to be able to trace. You need to be able to provide the, all the resources that are needed to do this. And that is not inconsistent with saying that what we're going to make sure that we open safely. And by the way, all you teachers out there, not that many of you are going to die. So don't worry about it. So that's uh, <laughs> that's Biden taking a dig at Trump. You know, Trump's approach to COVID-19. You know, he, he kind of talks about it like, you know, yeah, people will die, but not so many of you. So don't worry about it. So don't worry about it. Come on. And to be fair, I've been wanting this question answered for a very long time. And Trump brought it up once and it was kind of skated over the 1980s crime bill contributed to the incarceration of tens of thousands of young black men who had small amounts of drugs in their possession. They are sons, they are brothers, their fathers, their uncles, whose families are still to this day, some of them suffering the consequences. So speak to those families. Why should they vote for you? One of the things is that in the 80s, we passed 100%, all 100 senators voted for it, a bill on drugs and how to deal with drugs. It was a mistake. I've been trying to change the sense and particularly the portion on cocaine. That's why I've been arguing that, in fact, we should not send anyone to jail for a pure drug offense. They should be going into treatment across the board. That's what we should be spending money. And that's why I set up drug courts, which were never funded by our Republican friends. They should not be going to jail for a drug or an alcohol problem. They should be going into treatment, treatment. That's what we 
we've been trying to do. That's what I'm going to get done because I think maybe the American people have now seen that, in fact, it was a mistake to pass those laws relating to the drug. But they were not in the crime bill. But okay. why so didn't he get it done? See, it's all talk, no action with these politicians. Why didn't he get it done? That's what I'm going to do when I become president. You were vice president along with Obama as your president, your leader, for eight years. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years to get it done. Now you're saying you're going to get it done because you're all talk and no action, Jim. We got a lot of it done. We released 38,000 prisoners left from the— You got nothing done. 38,000 prisoners were released from federal prison. We have—there were over 1,000 people who were given clemency. We make—in fact, we're the ones that put in the legislation saying we could look at pattern and practice of police departments and what they were doing, how they were conducting themselves. I could go on, but we began the process. We began the process. We lost an election. That's why I'm running to win back that election and change his terrible policy. And then there was the topic about immigrants. You know, there are a lot of people here in the United States. They're not here legally, but they work hard. And some of them happen to be essential workers and even first responders. Under Trump's administration, families were locked in cages with their children. Parents were deported and they were left with over 500 parentless kids. And the lawyers, they don't know how to find the parents. Trump's response? They are so well taken care of. They're in facilities that were so clean. But some of them haven't been reunited with families. They live in nice, clean facilities. They're well taken care of. But guess what? They don't have their parents. Hell, I lost my mother last year. My heart is still hurting right now. And I'm a grown man, and these are little kids. Come on. We got to do better than this. That's all I got for Rick Party's notebook. News from around the world in our communities, from my perspective.